0: And when you're rooted in him, the fruit that comes out of your life, when you're truly rooted in him, the fruit of your life is a direct correlation to what's happening in the root system. Yes, sir. I'm the vine. I'm the vine. You're the branches. And if you do not bear fruit, mm-hmm. guess what happens? He, guess what happens? He cuts it off. And he said, if you're going to bring forth fruit, he said, I'm going to prune that branch. I'm going to trim it down. For what reason will you cut me, Lord, so that you bring forth more fruit? Because it is the fruitfulness that people are going to look at. People aren't so much, well, some are, but people aren't so much impressed with how you speak in tongues. It's it's necessary. It's a great gift. Hello? Hello? But they're not. I'm not impressed when I hear somebody speaking in tongues. Yes, I'm not impressed when I see somebody laying on the floor. Amen. But I am impressed when I see people bearing fruit in their life. Amen. When I see the evidence of God in their life and the evidence comes out and it's not something they have to manufacture. They may have to push it out. But no, no, when you're in the vine what the root has in that system will automatically begin to manifest in the branches. Come on, somebody. That's why you can't kill. That's why you cannot kill a real tree that is in the, the, connected into the, into the root system of the Spirit of God. You can't kill it. You can't freeze it out. You can't drown it. You can't burn it out because that root system... That root system is is deep. Hello, somebody. Hey, hallelujah. And you can try to freeze me out, but the the fruit just gets sweeter all the time. Look at somebody say, the fruit just gets sweeter. The colder I go through, the cold places I walk through, it's just a a temporary position that I'm in because I'm not connected to that, that system. I'm connected to another system. That will bring forth the sweetness of what God has flowing. Hello, somebody. I wish somebody would say, go ahead and preach, Pastor. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I want you to go with me. I told you to go to Matthew, but I want you to jump real quick over to the book of John. Real fast. Look at somebody say, real fast. The book of John. I come to give somebody a word today. I I, I come ready. I come ready to preach. Hello, somebody. Somebody. I come ready to worship God. I come ready to jump in. Look at somebody and say, let's get in with both feet today. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, I want you to go with me there as quickly as you can. And I'm going to read, and I'm going we're going to be here with the three B's today. Be here, be quick, and be gone. Look at somebody and say, God wants you to have uh, the best of his kingdom. Do, do you realize that Jesus? He didn't have a problem with the harlots and the and the prostitutes and with the and with the whoremongers and with the winebibbers. and he didn't. They didn't have a problem with what Jesus was preaching. It was the it was the religious elites that thought they had everything understood and had it all wrote down in their notebooks and had it in their side notes in their Bible. They were the experts that rejected everything that Jesus said. They were the experts that said that can't happen. They can't do that. You can't do that. You can't heal on the Sabbath. You you can't raise somebody from the dead. You notice they didn't have a problem with, with Lazarus until Jesus raised him from the dead. And then the Bible says that when he raised Lazarus from the dead, they sought to kill Lazarus. Isn't it funny how people don't seek, praise God, oh hallelujah, they don't try to kill something that's on their team, they look for something that's got life in it. And they try to talk about it and run it down and ridicule it. This is too crazy, this is wild. Well, when did you become the expert to tell God how to have church? When did, you, when did you graduate? Praise God from hello somebody from kindergarten to where that you can tell everybody how to worship God. You can't tell me how to worship God. There's something inside of me that wants to explode and give God all the praise. when I think of His goodness and what He's done for me. I want to shout! Yes, I do say Pastor Dave we're fighting we're fighting uh, 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 systems we're fighting this and we're fighting that praise God he's already won the battle you just give him the praise learn how to give him the praise look at somebody say learn how to give him the praise gospel John chapter 15 he said I'm the I'm going to read amplify Amplified I'm the true vine look at somebody say everything else is a lie He said, I'm the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. And any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims it off, and takes it away. He takes away that dead stuff. Oh, Lord. And he cleanses and he cuts away, trims off and takes away that dead stuff. And he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit. To make it bear more fruit and richer and more excellent fruit. God's not, he's not trying. Lord have mercy. His fruit is completely perfect. We're the ones that have the problem. We're the ones that have the deficiency. Yes. Look at somebody say there's a deficiency. There a deficiency. And my and my and my, vitamin, and my vitamin. What do they call that when you have a deficiency? What a supplement. My supplement, the thing that gets me going in the morning is when I allow him to prune my branch. Yes, I allow him to begin to trim those places. Look, look, look what it says. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given unto you, the teachings I have discussed with you. This is Jesus talking to the people there. Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Lord have mercy. If you live in me, I will live in you. I don't know if we truly understand how to actually live in Him. Come on. Because we're still walking around defeated half of the time. Broke down, defeated, being cheated from what God has given to us. He's afforded us all the blessings of heaven. And yet we walk around like we are so defeated. We're just struggling to make it. Stop struggling and live in Him. Stop, look at somebody and say, Stop struggling and start living in Him. Oh, listen to this. Dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you, just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in and being vitally united to the vine. Now, who's the vine? 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 it's Jesus look at somebody say it's Jesus he's divine I'm the branch if I'll abide in him if I abide in him I can't help but bring forth fruit it's not forced it's not manufactured it's not manipulated it's not something that I have to I have to get up it's not something I have to pray about fast about go to church about it's in me because I'm in him and that fruit, look at somebody say, that fruit, that fruit, that fruit, look at somebody say that fruit is good stuff. That's not like the fruit of the flesh. And I, I'm gonna talk to you today, but but if you have an issue with the the root system, you're gonna have an issue with the fruit system. If you ain't bearing fruit, excuse my angst. But if you ain't bearing fruit, you got a problem with the root system. Listen, just as no branch can bear fruit of itself, what kind of fruit is he talking about? Not your fleshly fruit, not the manufactured fruit, but the fruit of the Spirit. Does anybody know what the fruit of the Spirit is? The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, gentleness. Goodness, long suffering, meekness, temperance, patience, and against there, and against such there is no law. Whew. Look at somebody and say, There ain't nothing that can stop this if I'll live in him. I'm not living below my inheritance. Hallelujah. And so I'm going to be. He's, he, you have to be abiding, vitally united to the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. Look at somebody say you can't even bear this kind of fruit. It might. Well, if you try to manufacture or manipulate it, listen, Hallelujah. There, there, there's a lot of fake fruit out there. Yeah, you ever have? You ever bite into some fake fruit? I haven't. I've seen fake fruit. It's plastic. It's hard. It's, 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 it's unedible. Hello, somebody. It has no nutritional value. It looks pretty, but it doesn't have nothing on the inside. There's no seed in itself. Hello, so I wish somebody go ahead and preach with me today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost beside myself, Rose. I am almost beside myself. I almost just want to let somebody else preach. Let me just praise God. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Whosoever lives in me and I in him bears much fruit. Abundant fruit, where however, apart from me, cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. If a person does not dwell in me, this is, this is what he's saying. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a bro, and, like a broken off branch and and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire, and they are burnt. I am glad that God has given me an opportunity to get rooted. To get rooted in him. Look at somebody say, this is your opportunity. Then he goes on and says, if you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you. Look at somebody say, you got to have that word on the inside. You got to have that word on the inside. Look at somebody say, got to have that word on the inside. And my words will remain in you and you continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. When you bear produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified. And you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. Hello, somebody. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Look at somebody and say the way that God loved Jesus is the way that Jesus loves me. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. If you, get, if you could just get that in your spirit to understand that he loves you the same way the Father loves him. That Jesus loves me that much. Jesus loves me, yes, I know. For tells me so. so. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in the word of God. That he loves me. That ought to settle it right there. If God be for you, who be against you? Is God on your side or 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 is he not? His look at somebody say, God is on my side. If it were not so, I would have told you. That's what Jesus... Matter of fact, he's talking about going away and and creating mansions, worlds without end. And that the word, worlds without end, is the word eons. And it means never ending, never ending, never ending. There is a galaxy, uh, Andromeda, I believe it is called. And it's it's our very next closest galaxy. And it's full of planets. And it's full of other galaxies. And there's other galaxies and... uh, but it's over a billion miles away over a billion miles away it would take us billions of years to reach to it hello somebody and and and, and so if he has worlds without end i'm telling you I, there there is more to discover in god than we have already discovered there is more that we need to ga- grasp a hold of than what we think we have already learned i am not the expert he is I want to give God the praise like my friend Dan over there giving God the praise for the prayers of the people. Hello somebody. And I would love to have let him just go on, but I feel the I felt the urge to go on and preach today. And I felt the the spirit of God tugging on the line. Hello, somebody. It uh, reminds me of the story of the little boy that was standing out there with a kite, and it was cloudy. And they said, what are you doing? He said, I'm flying my kite. And they said, how you know it's up there? And he said, well, they, they said, it's cloudy. It's, it's almost dark. You can't see anything. He said, how do you know it's up there? He said, because I can feel it tugging on the line. Look at somebody and say, I know he's there, because I can feel him tugging on the line of my heart. I can feel him tugging on the line. Oh, come on, sir. Now, y'all gonna fool around and play around till I throw this mic down and let y'all have it. But listen to what it says. Listen to what it says. Hallelujah. Now, oh Lord, I love you as the Father's loved me. Abide in my love. Continue in his love with me. For if you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live in it, live on it, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and I live on his love. Somebody said you can't live on love. I'm gonna tell you something; they're wrong. I I live on love every day, and part of that, part of that, there's there's two there's two sides of that. One of it, one of them is I live on the love of God first and foremost. I don't listen to what people say. You got to quit listening how people judge you. You gotta quit letting people put you in a box. Mm, I I wish somebody would go ahead and preach with me. You gotta let. You gotta listen. You you gotta you gotta work out your own salvation. You 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 can't let other people judge you. People are real good at pulling you over into their box, and you ain't meant to live in their box. Hello, somebody. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Bible says that the that the woman is to leave her father and mother and cleave to her husband, right? So that takes that take. Listen, and I got a daughter sitting here, but that takes her out of my headship and puts her under John's. So whatever happens, it's on him. Sorry, John. It's on him. Look at, and see, and, and they they are they their own family now. Yes, That's right. I don't get involved in their arguments. Amen. I, I don't get involved in their stuff. Yes, sir. Now, if they come to me, it's a different story. That's but right. I let them—I let them sling it out. Amen. I let. <laughs> look at somebody. It's the truth. I don't get involved in Spencer's stuff unless they ask or John's stuff. Kelsey sometimes comes and tells on John. And then I'll go to John. Now, John, do I do it? Occasionally. It doesn't mean he listens, but I'll go to him. He's his own man now. Look at somebody and say, so you got to, you got, sometimes you got to let things just work themselves out. Why am I on that? I don't even know why I'm saying this stuff. Because mm. I want to build the church, not this building. Now we're going to add on here hopefully in a little while, but I'm trying to go deeper into your spirit. I'm not interested in growing a big crowd, I'm interested in, in getting you to the next cloud. To get you up to the next level. To where that you can be stronger, more vital, bear more fruit. Come on, somebody say amen. So here's the ideal. Oh, Lord, if you keep my commandments and if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on it. Somebody said, what was the other side of your love? It's sitting right over there. It's called Phyllis. If you abide in my love and live on it just as I have obeyed my father's commandments and live and live on His love, living on the love of God. Why you say happy brother because I'm living on the love of God. I'm living on the love of God. I'm living large on the love of God. for you but when I read stuff like that it's just like man the Pharisees and the Sadducees you know who What? Jesus came and said to them he said "Woe unto you Pharisees he said cause you shut up the kingdom and won't go in and then you try to shut it down for others to go in I don't know about you but I ain't letting nobody shut the kingdom down for me anymore I'm, Lord, got quiet. See how you, boy. You better watch out, brother Dave. Them Pharisees are raised up. I wish they would. He said, because you don't go in yourself, and then you. What makes it worse is you won't let others go in. Don't try to tie me down in your bondage, because I'm living on the love of God. I'm living free. Mm. My my. I like what John Lennox said. He said an atheist. they interviewed him on CNN and uh, uh, News, Newsweek magazine interviewing him and one of the top atheists in in the country in the world, for that matter. and they said uh, they said, what do you think about? Christianity. And he said, All oh, Christianity is an invention, a fancy tale of those that are simply afraid of the dark. That's what he said. So they said, John Lennox, what is your response to that? And John Lennox is a sharp cat. And he said, Oh, he said, My response is that atheism is just a fancy farce. A fairy tale for those that are afraid of the light. I went, Yeah, come on. (laughs) Woo, you know why? Because the light exposes what's hidden in the dark. Oh, Jesus, this is my commandment that, that you love one another. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Let me back up. I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you, that your joy, everybody say my joy, my joy. and your gladness may be full of full measure and complete and overflowing. Yes, We're supposed to be overflowing. That's right. David said my cup runneth over. How I many knows that we as Christians are supposed to be overflowing with joy? Overflowing with happiness. Overflowing with gladness. Overflowing. Overflowing. Does does anybody know what overflowing is? Because here's what happens, when you get full of him and the enemy comes in and puts the squeeze on you, it ain't hell that's coming out, it's what God has put in there. Hey, What God has put in comes flowing out. What the Holy Ghost has put in comes, comes flowing. Come on somebody, look at your neighbor and say, God in you. The hope of glory the spirit of the anointing of God will rise, hallelujah when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of God somebody I wish somebody go ahead and say God flow out of me my cup runs over my my cup my mind runs over my spirit runs over my 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 what's inside of me is of God it's not of the get this label off of me Tap your neighbor and say, I'm not even trying to impress anybody. I don't even care about that nonsense. I'm not looking at those that are against what I'm saying. I'm trying to zero in on them that are with what I'm saying. Look at some and say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I heard Rob Parsons say this years ago. Now, I don't listen to a lot of those guys anymore, but here, I heard him say this years ago that there was a couple of preachers in a tent revival and the people out there didn't like what was happening in the town because it was changing people. It was delivering people from bondage and and setting people free. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And he said they started throwing eggs and tomatoes up at the platform. Now, I'm just going to tell you right now, you throw eggs up here, I don't know if I'm not saved yet or not. So I might throw a microphone back at you. I'm just being honest. Listen. I said, shoot him, Ron. Listen, so here's the idea. I hope I'm more saved than that. But they were throwing eggs and tomatoes up at the stage and said one old guy was standing at the, at the pulpit and said an egg hit him pow and said he went into he lit into cussing and said they had old I think they called him Brother Buck and it's not Buck Morgan or whatever, what is it Morgan? Morganton? Morgan? Morton there you go, Morton Salt that, that's good ain't it and said they one hit him and instead of him cussing he started dancing and praising God And so the old fella asked him, said, hey, he said, why did you get hit with the egg and you started dancing? He said, I got hit with an egg and I started cussing. And he said, old brother Buck looked at him and said, well, he started, he said, well, when the uh, uh, egg hit me, he said it brought out the uh, the, the praise in me. He said, but when it hit you, he said it brought out the cussing in you. He said, because the praiser is in me and the cussers in you. So when you get in a hard place, what comes out of you depends on what's in you. I high five your neighbor and say, whatever's in you is going to come out. Whatever's in you is going to manifest. Whatever's in you is going to... Oh, that which is in secret over oh, somebody... He's going to reveal somehow or another. God always has a way of revealing what's on the inside of that place that nobody can see. Oh, I wish somebody would tell your neighbor, say, I'm living on the love of God. I'm going to produce some fruit of the Spirit. And what's on the inside of me, I'm not afraid of coming out of me. Because he's been pouring into me and he has delabeled me from everybody else's opinion. Look at somebody that say, get free from people's opinions. Get delivered from people's opinions. Lord, have mercy. Oh, no one has, listen to this, I have told you these things, that my joy and delight, you can play softly in the background, may be in you that you, yet your joy, let me say your joy, your gladness may be full. But let me back up. May be a full measure and complete and overflowing. Man, that's where we got stuck a moment ago. Overflowing. Look at somebody and say, I need to overflow. I need to overflow. David said, my cup runneth over. Mm. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. No one has greater love, no one has shown stronger affection than to lay down, give up his own life for his friends. You're my friends if you keep on doing the things which I command you to do. I do not call you servants or slaves any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing work or working out. But I have called you, my friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. I have revealed to you everything that I have learned from him. Now, now here's a key verse. Listen to this. Because everybody thinks they come to church. I came to God. I gave my heart. Listen, you couldn't do anything if God didn't draw you. Mm. He said, you've not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And I have appointed you. Look at somebody and say, you have been appointed. You look at your neighbor and say, ah, you've got an appointment. You've got an appointment. Look at somebody say, there's an appointment. You've not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And I, and I have appointed you. I have planted you. Look at somebody say, I'm the planting of the Lord. You can't just hopscotch everywhere, anywhere you want to. You better be careful to be the planting of the Lord. Let God plant you in the kingdom. Let God plant you in his love. Let God plant you in his mindset. I'm tired of going a mile wide, an inch deep. Let's get a mile deep and an inch wide. Come on, somebody. Look at somebody and say, let's go deeper. Because he didn't, call, listen, when he said, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody say, my mind needs to get renewed. Right here, right now, today. But he doesn't want you, listen to this, he doesn't want you just to get renewed five years from uh, past. He doesn't want you just get renewed to back when you were in kindergarten. Or that when other people paid your bills for you. Or that when others took care of you, changed your diaper, gave you a bottle. He doesn't want you just get renewed back to that place. He doesn't want you just get renewed back when he hung on the cross. He doesn't want you just get renewed just back to the time that David carried the ark and through the streets of Jerusalem. And I've got to do that. There's not many people get to say that. I have literally carried a replica of the ark of the covenant through the streets of Jerusalem. of us carrying that ark me Freddie Messianic Rabbi and another young man two of them are are passed on Freddie's alive I'm alive so I know that there are two men walking this planet right now that has carried a replica of the ark of the covenant through the streets of Jerusalem I I don't know about you but I feel special I, I feel pretty special about that I'm not arrogant about it, but I felt like I I went there not even knowing what was going to happen when we got there, and they asked me if I would help them carry that ark. I was like, what? What? They didn't tell me what I was going to do till I got there at about 5:30 that next morning. I said, "Can you be down here in the valley, the Hinnon Valley, uh, right before the sun comes up?" I'm like, brother well, Freddie said, like, to ask me. I'm like, what for? He goes, "Well, just be here. It's a surprise." I'm like, really? And I'm, like, I'm like, how can I say no? He's a, pre- he's a preacher friend of mine that I met over that didn't even know that was there. And when I got down there in the Hinnon Valley, that's what they had sitting there—a replica of the Ark of the Covenant. And I'm like, what are you going to do with this? And they said, this is the Feast of Tabernacles and we're gonna carry this through the streets of Jerusalem and we want you to help us carry it through there. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you joking with me? I get to carry a replica of the Ark of the Covenant? And it literally started in the same place that David had them bring the ark up back out of the Henon Valley, hallelujah. It started there and we walked for a couple of miles and those old Jews would stand there, tears running down their face. Little boys were saying, Daddy, what is that? And they were saying, son, you remember us talking about the ark of the covenant that God would come down in? That's what it looked like right there, hallelujah. Oh my goodness. Pastor, that don't mean anything to me. I know it don't. But it means a whole lot to me. It means a world to me. Woo! Listen. So look at your neighbor and say, God can set you a table anywhere, anytime, if you're available. Oh. Look at somebody say, Are you available? Are you available? See, some, I guess, I I guess what happened is they offered some to carry it and they felt like they would be much too much of a spectacle. I want to be a spectacle for him. I want to be a wonder for him. I, I want to be that walking, talking miracle for him. You've not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have appointed you. I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain and abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as presenting all that I am, he may give it unto you. This is what I command you, that you love one another. He's not even asking you to love one another. He's commanding you to love one another. It's not a suggestion. He's commanding that we love one another. Do You talk about a tall order. Now, that's not meaning you got to be subservient. That's not meaning that you got to let people wipe their feet on you. Or take advantage of you. Or make you feel like you're always doing somebody wrong song. Get over your pity party self. I wish I had somebody. And start standing on that truth of God's word. Woo. Because here's what it said. And, and how does that happen? It happens as you allow the spirit of God to renew your mind. What's he read? Listen, some of you. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm. I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out on a limb right now. Some of you have, have entrepreneurship in your bloodstream. You will succeed if you will allow the Holy Spirit of God to lead you in directions you have never been before. To give you ideals and and ways of doing things that can't be explained of how that it works. Only the spirit of God has ability to do that. But you're apprehensive about letting God take you to the next level. Because religion has trained us that we're experts on everything and we've done figured everything out and we've done God. No, we have not. When he said, let your mind be renewed, he wasn't talking about just going back to the sixth grade or to kindergarten or to what happened last year or even 2,000 years ago. He said, let me take you all the way back to what happened in the garden when I had a man that I created from the dust of the ground that when I told him, I set the animals in front of him and he's the one that named them." God didn't name them. Adam named them. Adam was a creator. Adam was an entrepreneur. Adam had the mind of God. Are you hearing me? He said, I want to get you back and restore unto you the things that have been lost so that your mind is greater than anything that you've ever encountered before in your life. Hello, somebody. I wish somebody said, go ahead and preach to me. I'm going to tap into this. I'm going to tap into this. Oh, the enemy's told you no long enough. It's time that you stand up and say, yes, I can Yes, I can. Yes, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's not just a little Sunday school rhyme. It's a true word of revelation that God has ready for you to explore and to expand into. My God, I feel like that's prophetic to somebody. Listen, I'll put it this way. It's pathetic to some, but prophetic to others. Some of this is resonating with somebody's spirit in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody's connected It's your appointed time. That it's, your, it's hitting you. Pow. 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 That's it. That's that's the that's the dead cylinder that wouldn't fire before. And now all of a sudden it's firing. Boom, boom, boom. Oh. Listen to what it says. Um, this is the commandment that I command. If the world hates you, those that hated me before you. Now, this, world, this word world right here, it, it's, 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 a, it's a play on words. When they translated that from the Greek, it was a word in the Hebrew. I've got it. And it's a word that means a hedge for the law. A hedge for the law. He was saying those that have built a hedge up for the law to keep you hedged in. To keep you from exploring, expanding, from stepping out, living on love, living on the righteousness of God. It's not what he intended for us. He said, if, don't worry about it because they've tried to hedge me in too. They tried to lock me up. They brought little girls or young women in front of me and said, uh the law of Moses says to stone her. Mm -hmm. What do you say? Jesus knew their trickery. They were trying to hedge him in. And Jesus said, no, I ain't falling for that. He said, here's what's gonna happen. Number one, this was the day after the uh, water oblation. uh, It was the water being poured out at the altar. This was the day that that was to happen. And it was, excuse me, the day after that happened. And here's what happened. When, that, when they said that to him, th- they knew what they were doing. But here's what it says in Jeremiah. In the day that they reject thee, the fountain of living waters. This is what the prophet Jeremiah prophesied in the Old Testament. And here's what Jesus is doing. He's fulfilling what Jeremiah prophesied. He said, in the day, because earlier that morning, when they poured out that water, hello, somebody, when they poured out that water, Jesus was standing there. And he said, he that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And they rejected him. They said, no way, man, we're not receiving that. So later that evening, they brought a woman to him taken, supposedly taken in the act of adultery. And he very well knew that Jeremiah had prophesied. In the day that they reject thee, the fountain of living waters, thou shalt write their name in the earth. And what happened when they brought the woman trying to hedge him in that was taken in the act of adultery? The scripture says he bent down and he wrote something in the earth. Now, I don't know about you, praise God, there's all kinds of things, but I kind of believe, I'm inclined to believe that Jesus at that moment, because he had those self-righteous Pharisees standing there wanting, trying to trick him and accuse some woman. Hello, somebody. Where was the man? Come on, somebody. and I kind of just inclined to believe that as he stooped down he wrote their names in the earth and maybe he put (laughs) equals adultery equals lust, equals lying equals pride I believe he kind of wrote their names in the dust right there and put their private little hidden sin out to the side of it and as he rose up and said he that's without sin among you let him first cast the stone and the Bible says they left from the greatest to the least or from the least to the greatest. And when the woman looked up, he said, woman, where's your accusers? And she looked around and said, I don't have any anymore. He said, neither do I, neither do I. Somebody shout, neither does he. He don't accuse you anymore. He's not pointing a finger at you anymore. He's not waiting to take you out anymore. Hallelujah. He said, go and sin no more. Give him some praise. But you understand, Pastor, we've become experts at what we believe. Oh, If the world hates you, if it hedges you in, know that it hated me before it hated you. He's saying, they tried to hedge me in way before they tried to hedge you in. Don't let them get that ultra-religious attitude towards you and hedge you in. They can't even receive what I've done. They, They can't even grasp a hold of what I've said. When I cried, it was finished. They can't even grasp a hold of that. And they're still trying to prove their own worth, that their own righteousness. What did it say? It said they went about to establish their own righteousness. That's what he said in his word. Stop it. Stop it. You can't get any more righteous than what he's given to you. You, can't, you don't have any more righteousness than that. I don't care if you're crystal gale and your hair drags the floor 20 feet behind you. I don't care if you wear your, You got white walls and are up to the top of your head. I need a haircut, Ron, by the way. It doesn't matter. That doesn't make you a bit more righteous than his righteousness he already gave to you. When the scripture says they went about to establish their own righteousness, their own way of establishing their right, right walk with him, they're not, even in, they're not even in the flow anymore. They're still living under that label that somebody else has put on them. I'm gonna, I, I don't know about you, but I've ripped that label off. I joined Perry Stone's a group a long time ago. You know what group that was? I don't give a rip group. I join, I, I'm not in an organization. Boy, it's quiet in here today. I don't know about you, but I want him to flow out of me freely. Freely. I want, I'm asking every time I walk in, God, fill me up. Fill, fill, Lord, pour it in so I can pour it out. Lord, so that when I get in a moment of squeezing, that what comes out of me is not my, my selfish fruitfulness, but it's the spirit of God, not my anger, but your presence. Your spirit, hallelujah. I, ha- I used to have that other guy that would talk for me. I used to have that other attitude that would talk for me and it still tries to raise up every now and then but I've got to have him inside of me so that when others look at me they go like listen my my father-in-law, Phyllis' dad he was a prime example of what I wanted to be like he was more like Jesus than the preacher was the preacher we lived under, worked under he was hard Bitter. And I, and I loved him. I loved him. I would have given my life for that guy. I mean, I polished his shoes, straightened out his suits, ironed his ties, Amen. make his bed, sweep the floors, washed the dishes, Amen. hold his garden, washed his trucks, washed his daughter's cars. Did I, did I not do it, Phyllis? I mean, I mean, I would make her on the back burner so I could take care of him. I, I'm not kidding you. You're helping us back. But then when I, I've never forgot a time he bought a new truck. Oh, I'm just going to tell i got to tell this. Can I just take this rabbit trail for a second? Oh, yes, teach it. I was, I, he bought a new truck, and the window, we drew, if you rolled it down, it wouldn't go back up. And I was in charge of all that stuff. And he said, son, don't let anybody take that truck out and roll that window down. And I said, all right, I, don't worry. Here come a little fellow named Steve. Y'all remember Steve? Samson, some of the older ones might remember. He had a he had a, a, a bad leg, had uh, cancer when he was young, and uh, you remember Steve Cruz, don't you? And uh, Steve said, uh, "Hey, Brother David." I said, "What?" And He goes, "It was you know, it was like I don't know, it was like 5:20 or so." He done got ready. We're under the tent. He said, "Can I can I take the truck and go down to the store and get something to drink?" And I said, "All right." I said, "But the man, and a matter of fact, it was right here in Richmond," and he said. He said, "Can I take that truck and go get something to drink?" I said, "All right." I said, "But man, there's a dark cloud coming up. I didn't know how dark it was going to be." He, I said, "There's a dark cloud coming." I said, "It looks like it might rain here in a little while." I said, "But don't roll that window down." He, said it was driver's side. He said, "All right, I won't." I said, "All right, there's keys. Go on." So he, come, he went down and come back. He come walking over. He said, "Brother Dave," I said, "Yeah." He said, "I forgot." I said, "What'd you forget?" He said, "I forgot and rolled that window down." I said, "No, you didn't." He said, "I did." I said, "Give me the keys." I walked over to the trailer door. <clears throat> and He turned around, and looked, and saw Brother Hall's face stood up, and he said, "Hello, Brother Hall." Well, Hall said, "Well, hello, son." He said, I'm just going to tell you, you got a better spirit in the pulpit than you out here with these boys. What he, you know what he said? Yes, sir. So we wound up putting the garbage bag over that window. And I never heard another word about it. I was like, Thank you, Jesus, for sending bro Hall out here. Thank you, Jesus. Phyllis' dad was totally opposite of that. He was the perfect and prime example to me of not wearing the label and having that full indwelling of the Spirit of God. I've seen times that I thought, you need to get mad, and he wouldn't. There's times I thought, you need to say something mean right here. And he wouldn't. He would just say stuff like, Well, they just need prayer. They just need prayer. I stood at a funeral just not too long ago. Matter of fact, it was it was Rhonda's mother's funeral. We stood up there on the side of that hill and the wind was blowing. And Phil's uncle, Lester, come and stood there and talked to me, and there was stones all around us. And we were looking at the names of people that have passed on, people that have been great examples, people that, some of them not such great examples. Majority of them great examples, though. And her brother, her uncle Lester, Gilbert's brother, looked at me and said, Right there, Lay's one of the best. And I said, Gilbert? And he he said, that's one one of the, he said, him, him and Rhonda's dad said they were the two that, that, showed the rest of us, and how many boys was there, Phyllis? Nine, 10, 11, 12, how many boys were there? Eight, all right. There was a bunch of them, and said these, those two, Rhonda's dad and Phyllis's dad, said those two were the examples for all of us. You never seen them get sideways, well, unless Rhonda smarted off to her dad. <laughs> then he'd have to pull the car over and take care of <laughs> Rhonda. You wouldn't think little sweet Rhonda would ever smart off, but she does i'm here to tell you but the ideal of it is is they had something down inside of them and i'm 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 like i i just came and i'm this wild rambunctious tempered oh, blazing street kid that came out of drugs, alcohol and abuse and all the years of living like that. And I'm just like ready. And he is this calm collective guy that daily on a daily basis showed me the love of God that had that kind of stuff that made you want to be like them that I, I want to be like them. I, I, that, that is such a phenomenal. That I'm telling you right now, uh, there is no no greater love than any man that will lay down his life for his friends. Said you mean I gotta die? Yeah, die to yourself, die to your attitude, die to your stuff, die die to your temper, die to your stuff. Come on, somebody, I I I, I want to tell you something that there is something about getting fully in. Immersed in that love of God, to where it flips your life upside down, to where that people you don't have to say anything, you don't have to brag about it. They just see it in you, flowing out of you. That you're that you've got the root system right. That you're really you're really you're really plugged into that root system, and it begins to produce everything that's right because He's right. He's right. Look at somebody and say, he's right. He, right. he said, I remember that I told you as a servant, greater is, the servant is not greater than his master. is. He? He's not superior to him. If they persecuted me, he's talking about the religion, they'll persecute you. If they kept my word and obeyed my teachings, they will also keep and obey yours. But they will do all this to you. Inflict all this suffering on you because of your bearing my name and on my account. For they do not know or understand the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would, have, they would not be guilty of sin. Would be blameless. Can I ask you a, a, really, a really staggering question? If we don't believe that Jesus fully, fully took care of the sin issue in our lives, that when he cried, it's finished. If we don't fully embrace that and believe that, is that sinful? If we don't believe what he did, is that sinful? I'm like you, Rob, I... I leaned towards a side that not to believe what he said, not to grasp fully of him saying, it's finished. I've taken care of it all. What did the thief on the cross say to him? What did he say? One was throwing accusations at him. And the other said, we deserve what we're getting, but this man has done nothing. What did he say when he looked at him? He said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The guy didn't have time to have all the experts tell him how to get all his ducks in a row. He didn't have time to go down and get baptized. He didn't have to, all the things that we are experts on. Well, it's quiet in here. And I'm not, I'm not delineating from the word of God, but I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> that Jesus looked at him at that moment and said, this day, today, here in just a few minutes, because of what you said, because you believed that I could get you into paradise, because you believed I could remember you and it would change your eternity. You'll be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I don't know where you stand, but that's the kind of fruit I want to bear. I didn't have this plan to preach today. I had in my mind I was going to let Rob preach today. The Spirit of the Lord is trying to talk to us as if there's ever a time that we need to reach out to other people and show them that kind of love and to show them that kind of mercy and that kind of forgiveness. The time is now. The time's now times now that wonderful name the name of Jesus is the name that's above every other name the name that's above every other name that they said in the book of Acts there is no other name whereby men must be saved except through the name of Jesus it's him that brings you in It's him that draws you in. It's him that pulls you in. It's his mercy, his goodness, his kindness, his love. For you, for me, for others just like us. See, I've served God now for over 40 years. And it's easy to forget where God has brought me from. And look at others and say, come on, snap into it. Come on, right now. And forget that God is still working on me. That he's still developing fruit in my life. Even after all this time, there's some areas that I'm better in than I am in other areas. And those are the areas that I'm bearing fruit, but it may not be what he's expecting. So he trims that branch off so that I can bring forth better fruit and more abundantly. How beautiful is the name? It's above every other name. It's the greatest thing, this side of glory. Matter of fact, that name, it echoes throughout eternity. It goes beyond what our comprehensive is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ. My Lord, what a wonderful name, the name of Jesus, what a beautiful name, my Lord. Why not you lift your hands and say, Lord, I want what you have for me. And I don't want to deny in any way, fashion, or form what you've done, what you've accomplished on the cross for me. The price that you paid that I could be fruitful and that fruitfulness would would bring glory. Would bring glory to the Father. Would you just lift your hand and say, Lord, And all the stuff that I've done, all the stuff that I've said, and all the mistakes I've made, Lord, you are willing to cover them right now. Help me, Lord, to realize that you have taken off the labels. You've taken off the names, the accusations. You have taken away everything that everybody else can say about me and replaced it with your name. Only thing that makes what they say about you powerful is if you'll believe what they'll say. I remember one time I was fighting a battle and I was down at the lake and I I was trying to get away from everybody and I was just sitting there meditating. I had a fishing pole in my hand and I had just cast it out into the water and I was reeling it in slowly. Cast it out again. About that third cast, a young man walked up on me. Hey, friend. I said, hey, how's it going? He said, oh, I'm just out here enjoying this beautiful lake and this weather. He said, I was out here walking around. He said, I saw you sitting here. He said, I just want to say something to you. I felt like saying this. And I said, what is it? You know. He said, you aren't what other people say you are unless you begin to believe what they say you are. But don't believe what they say you are. Believe what God says you are. And I looked at him, and he said, I felt like telling you that. Phyllis, were you with me? And I said, oh, my goodness. In my mind, I knew that the Lord had had him walk by there. He didn't know. What I was sitting there thinking. And I thought, God, you are so good. You are so good to me. That you sent somebody by. You knew I was gonna sit here and you sent somebody by to say just those words, the right words. The right words at the right time. And I just sat there and he finally left after a few minutes and he's a pastor of a church now he wasn't then but he is now I thought God you're so good his small act of obedience might have been the stepping stone for him to get where he is now and it might have been that thing that helped me get through what I was dealing with at that moment that the label that people were trying to put on me people that I love people that I knew very closely Known him for years since I was a young boy. And all I can think of right now is what a beautiful name. That name of Jesus. No other name. No other name. Here's a, here's a do you believe what he did for you? Yes. Do you believe he succeeded in taking everything out of the way? Because yes. if we don't, we have a problem with the root. And we can't really bear the fruit. Of that, of that true vine root unless we completely believe. I'm not trying to establish myself or put myself out, Lord. I'm walking in obedience to you. That's secondary to believing that you took care of everything. And as I say this today, Lord, as I speak these words over your people, I pray, God, that there's nobody here that disbelieves or discounts or discredits the full impact of what you did on that cross but it's not just on the cross it's what came after us it's what came on the other side of the cross you died for our sins but you rose that we might be victorious you died that I may not die in sin but you rose that I could live with fruitfulness and authority And a power in my life to conquer whatever it is that comes against us. So today, Lord, I want to say thank you. And I'm full hearted saying thank you for everything you've done. And I declare today, Lord, that I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. I want to walk in your commands. I want to be able to love people like you said for me to love. The command that you gave here in John 15 that we love one another. That was your command. Lord, I pray God that that fruitfulness, and I declare what a beautiful name that is, the name of Jesus. Right now, right here, I confess, Lord, that I surrender all of my faculties, my mind, my heart, my soul, my spirit, everything within me, Lord, I surrender to you that you might be able to manifest in my life, giving evidence to the root in my life. If that's you, if you want to bear more fruit, I want you to lift your hand. and say, Lord, today I'm just giving it all to you. And I celebrate what you've done for me. I celebrate what you've done for me. I celebrate the success of the cross. I celebrate the success of the resurrection. I celebrate that, Lord. I don't have to wrestle with it. I don't have to fight with it anymore. You completed that. Now I need to just walk in that place. Walk in your command. Walk in your love. Walk in your light. Walk in the evidence. Let my life begin to prove as I surrender to you right now. What a beautiful name it is.
1: What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. If you want to come to this Christ altar, you can, it's open. King. You can come and stand meal, what a lay, whatever you name need to do. It is. Come on. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. the name of jesus christ our king what a beautiful name it is nothing compares to this what a beautiful name it is the name of jesus
0: Come on. If you need more of that fruitfulness in your life, I challenge you to come. If you need more of the depth of the Spirit of God in your life, I challenge you to come and say, Lord, I need you more. I need more of you.
1: Less of me, more of you. I challenge you to come. Lord, I don't want to be an expert. I want you to be. Nothing compares to this what a beautiful name it is the name of jesus what a beautiful name it is what a beautiful name it is the name of jesus christ my king what a beautiful name it is and nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a beautiful name, name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing can pass to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name, name it is The name of Jesus Christ What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus What a beautiful name it is what a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this What a beautiful
0: name it is The name of Jesus will not you lift your hands and say, Lord, there's none like you Lord, there's none that can replace you. There's none that could take your position. In my life, in my life, Lord, I surrender all to you. Lord, I wholeheartedly surrender all to you. I give everything to you. Lord, you brought me to yourself. You brought me to you. You were in Christ redeeming us to you, to yourself. So, Lord, I surrender all to you right now. Oh, I had the initial surrender back there in 1981, January 3rd, 1981. That was my initial day of surrender. But I continue to surrender myself on a daily basis to him. Lord, correct me. Lord, guide me. Lord, lead me. Lord, let me be rooted and grounded in that, in you. I challenge you to lift your hands and say, Lord, let me be rooted and grounded in you. For Lord, that bears witness to your word that we be rooted and grounded in Jesus, in Christ, the greatest name above all other names. And that name will continue to be that way until that end when it says in heaven that he will write upon our foreheads his new name. Right now, there's no other name. That name is above every other name. Right now, Lord, oh, Jesus, oh, Yeshua, HaMashiach, you, Messiah, are the greatest thing this side of glory. You, Messiah, are the greatest in glory. Oh. And the thief said, remember when you come into your kingdom. Father, establish us in your kingdom today. Establish us in your work. Establish our minds, our going forward. Would you reach over and put your hand on somebody and say, Lord, help establish them from this moment forward? Lord, create within them a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Lord, Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. Come on, lift your hands up high. Say, Lord, we magnify you. Man, I feel this in here. Such an anointing. Save me, O God, by <clears throat> Thy name. Judge me by Thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors seek my, after my soul. They have not a, set God before them. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is my is with them that uphold His my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he that delivered me out of all trouble and my eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. Give ear unto my prayer, O Lord, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppressor, Of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me. In other words, they wrap me in their labels. And in wrath, they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me. And my terrors of death have fall upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me and overwhelm me. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. For then I would fly away and be at rest. Lo, then when I would wander off and remain in the wilderness, Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm of Tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues that I have seen the violence and the strife in the city. Day and night they go about upon it, and the walls thereof, mischief is also a sorrow, are in the midst of it. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. Hallelujah. Evening, morning, and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. And he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. For God shall hear and afflict them, even that abideth of old, Selah, because they have no changes. Therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hands against such, and it and it be at peace with him. And he hath broken his... That it, but the words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet... Were they drawn swords? I'm telling you today that the Lord is saying...